In other words, it normally would have said Vayisu b'nei Yisrael, the Jewish people traveled from Yamsuf. Over here it says that Moshe drove them away from Yamsuf. State the Medrash, the Medrash says, when Rashi brings the Sarabha Pirusha al Rashi quotes this Medrash in his commentary on the Torah. He siyom balkarcham, he drove them away against their will. Moshe had gitzvung in the Yidna Rexingen from Yamsuf, he forced them to leave the Yamsuf. Vichazal zenem avayir, and the Hazal explained what was the reason he had to drive them away. As Eden Zenig event, Fanuma mid Bizusayam, that the Eden were busy. They were still, they weren't finished with collecting the, the spoils of the, uh, you know, the gems and whatever the uh, Egyptians had that had drowned that was washing up on the shore, and they were busy collecting it. And the spoils that they received at the at the sea were even more than what they took out of Mitzrayim itself. Therefore, they weren't ready to leave Yamsuf yet. So this is difficult to understand because during the Kriyas Yamsuf, Hashem appeared to every Yid. He revealed Himself to every Yid. In his full glory, he revealed himself to them, upon them. And as the Yidin said in, in Oz Yasser, in the Shira Sayyam, this is my God. In other words, they could they could point to Hashem and say this. That, uh, the word Zeh means that it's revealed to you. It's right there in front of you. It says in the Medrash that the uh, a maidservant, a simple maidservant, saw at the Yam what the the prophets didn't see in later generations. So the revelation was great. So this revelation caused for the Jews as they that they sang, they spontaneously sang the Shira praising Hashem and thanking Hashem. So then how is it possible that after all that great revelation which uh, inspired them to sing such a beautiful uh, poem? How do they get so busy with collecting gold and silver and, 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 and things which should be beneath them at that moment? So what kind of value could gold and silver have in the face of having just been face to face with Hashem Himself? So how could they be so preoccupied with the collecting gold and silver? The Tmi is not stark, and the question is even greater. The Yidin knew that which Hashem had said to Moshe at the burning bush at the Sneh that when you take the Yidin out of Mitzrayim, they will serve Hashem at this mountain, meaning at the Har Sinai, as from Yamsuf gain Zeitzumat and Torah, which means that from the Yamsuf they are now going to receive the Torah. They were counting down the days. When is it going to come already? That's the Sphere of that we do today. Because of their yearning to receive the Torah already. So how is it possible as Noch Dem Alam that after all of this, 
the spoils that they were collecting at the Yam were so important to them that Moshe had to drive them away. How could that be more important than going to Matan Teira? And indeed, they should have been rushing to Matan Teira. from them, it goes against the fact that they were counting the days till Matan Teira. Which was also they were, must have counted that day, the day that they collected Pesach when they were collecting the gold and silver. That day they had counted, you know, number day seven or day six at the time. Therefore, we must say that the reason that the not the Yidden did not want to leave behind the gold and silver and so on. It can't be because they valued gold and silver, and that's why they wanted to collect it. Nor rather, they figured, they made the calculation that their having, their collecting the Bizasayam uh, is their Ratzon Hashem. This is something that Hashem wants them to do. This is something that Hashem instructed them to do, so to speak. And that also brings the connection between that, this explanation of what it means that Moshe Rabbeinu had to force them to go. As dos is mitzadem tirde in bizasayam, the first pirush is, the first explanation is that it was because they were preoccupied with collecting the spoils. There's another pirush which is, pirush says, idn hab nisht gewaltavegin from the izgalos ashkinah dekriyas yamsuf. The other explanation is that they they had just had a revelation of Hashem, of which they hadn't had until then. So they didn't want to leave. They they wanted to stay. They wanted to remain in close proximity to that. So these are two. They would seem to be opposite explanations of why they didn't want to leave. But the fact is, the truth is that they're not opposite. Vile, in other words, that they're linked to each other. Because the Gizgalas Hashkin of Kirisyamsov had Zemizadas given to Makaim Zeratz Nashem. The fact that they had just come face to face with Hashem, that's what encouraged them, that's what drove them, that's what inspired them that they should fully fulfill what Hashem wanted, which is that they should collect the spoils that the Egyptians left behind. They should busy, be busy with collecting those spoils. But well, we have to understand what that means. So, Beis. Einu from the Biurim One of the explanations of this is Eich bepashtus. It also makes sense and on the simple level. Val pi and also fits with Allah. By Gulas Mitzrayim is given at Sivui. By when before the Yidden went out of Mitzrayim in preparation for the redemption from Mitzrayim, Hashem commanded the Yidden. He said to them, They should borrow. Every yid should borrow from their neighbor and so on, the Egyptian neighbors. Klikesev, klizov, silver and gold. When the Mechubim says, why did he command them to do this? The purpose was, not only that the yidin should become wealthy as a result of all the gold and silver that they would collect, but there was also another reason, that you shall empty Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim has to be emptied of all of its wealth. In Gansen, Oisledig and Mitzrayim from Kesavazov, Mitzrayim has to be emptied from gold and silver, and as our sages say, 
They empty Mitzrayim like a trap that doesn't have any grain as the bait. Even not even a little bit, like the, the deep sea without fish. They completely am- emptied it out. <coughs> so according to this, Bishas Ibnam Gizen, Bam Yamsuf, as by the Mitzrim is Noch Givem Giblibim Kesavazar. So therefore when the Yidin saw that even though they were supposed to empty out Mitzrayim completely of gold and silver. And then when they they turn around they see that at the sea they drowned and there is all this gold and silver. Which the Yidin had not successfully yet taken from them. So they were, according to the command of Hashem, that you should borrow the gold and silver and empty out Mitzrayim, they, they hadn't fulfilled that yet. So they got busy fulfilling the, the command of Hashem. Because of Hashem's command that you should empty Mitzrayim. But what about the fact that this is delaying them from going to Matan Taira? Is the Chabarev them as his own gleich gain makabel zayn Taira nishgaven conceivably? They were never commanded they should rush to Matan Taira. So that was something that they personally wanted to do. But here they had a command from Hashem that they have to empty Mitzrayim. So of course that overrides their personal feelings of wanting to get to Matan Taira quickly. The fact that Hashem had said that when you leave Mitzrayim you will serve Hashem on this mountain that was said to Moshe Rabbeinu not as a command that when you leave Mitzrayim you should get to Har Sinai immediately. That's not what the, the Pasuk means. Nor Al-Sipur rather he was telling him relating what's going to happen he was telling him predicting and so, saying what's, what's going to happen he was telling him what's going to happen in the future after Mitzrayim and most importantly he never said the date of when they're going to receive the Torah that was not part of when it has to happen so therefore if they have to finish off with dealing with Mitzrayim according to the command of Hashem, so it'll take another day. It'll be a day later. <coughs> Therefore, that cannot override Hashem's command that they should empty out Mitzrayim. That has to happen now. If they don't do it now, there's not going to be another opportunity. Now it's there. Now they can do it. So, of course, they got busy doing it. But that's not enough of an explanation. Because since Moshe Rabbeinu told the Yidin that it's time to go, is the Pashut that's obvious as they knew that Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't say things on his own. If he says that this is the, it's time to leave, so then that must have been what Hashem told him to say. So the question comes back. Moshe Rabbeinu tells them that Hashem said to leave so what do you mean they decided to stay because Hashem told them to but now Hashem said to leave is the beer in them so the explanation is even if we accept even if we assume that moving forward to go to Har Sinai became the command of Hashem that was something Hashem said now it's time to go there from Desven, still the Yidin felt 
they were of the opinion as when they was upholden bis noch verendigendem Kiematsevoi when it's halten as Mitzrayim they felt that yes there is a command but we haven't finished we still have to delay we have to wait to fulfill that command until we finish with this command of of uh, emptying Mitzrayim and especially that collecting the spoils at the sea was something that this was the last opportunity they wouldn't have that opportunity again and we know that if, the, if when it's a mitzvah to learn Torah all the time but if there is a mitzvah which that, this is the only opportunity you're going to have to do it so then you interrupt your study of Torah to do the mitzvah which this is the only opportunity so they felt instead of going to Matan Torah, Talmud Torah, they will deal with the one that cannot happen again, will never happen again. Now for Piaz the Fun, as Moshat say, it's Gehes Navagin for Yamsuf. But even though Moshe said to them at that time, he said, now it's time to leave. He was telling him it's time to leave. In other words, saying that, okay, it's enough with the, uh, with the spoils of the at the yam, it's time to go. Is as the Ratzon Hashem in them fall is given as the tzivu in the Talmud. Since time of this is a very little yen yitchevem neikad amos Talmud matan So that should have been clear to them, made clear to them that in this case Hashem is saying, even though this is a mitzvah which is never going to come up again, but now is the time to move on, and this time learning Torah or going to receive the Torah overrides even the mitzvah which is never going to happen again mitzvah iveris is the tana zayba pail the masa ninyafun bal karcham so even if they were willing of course they were willing to do it Moshe said to go that Hashem said to go said they're going to go they have no choice they're going to go but they're they're going against their will they have to go because it seems that this would be the immediate Mitzvah. This is what we should be doing. But Hashem says, no, that's not what I want you to do. I want you to move on. So then they have no choice but to move on. But it's being done against their will. Not because they're interested in gold and silver, but that they're interested in fulfilling fully the mitzvah of Hashem to empty Mitzrayim. Because according to their understanding of the situation, and this came from a Torah perspective, the way they understood the Torah perspective on this matter. Tav zayin din, it should be, in their mind, it should be that for endikim friim it bizus hayam, that first they have to finish with collecting the spoils at the sea. Nish mevatel zayin dem and not to finish and end or or uh, interrupt the mitzvah of emptying Mitzrayim. That's how they understood it. But of course, Moshe Rabbeinu speaks in the name of Hashem, so certainly they're going to listen to that. But it's not what's something that they felt they wanted to do. They thought that the other way was the, that staying was more important. And that's why he says, he see him Korcham, he had to force them away from there. Dalit. Now, based on all this, the reason the Yidin were kept busy, stayed busy with collecting the spoils was because they wanted to fulfill and perfectly the mitzvah of the Tzalta Mitzrayim. 
that explains another strange thing about this story. Why were the Yidden so into, so passionate about the collection of the spoils at the Yam? So much so that they had to be driven away, they had to be forced to leave. You ask yourself, what's the purpose of having so much gold and silver? What are they going to do with all of it? They're going to be traveling now for 40 years in a desert. It's a place where no person walks there, nobody passes by there. No person, there's no settlements there, there's no people living there, there's no people passing by. What are they going to do? What are they going to buy with all this gold and silver? And especially, you know, that you could say they need, there's going to be some supplies that they're going to have to buy, and maybe there will be some salesmen passing by, traveling, uh, traveling and they'll buy from them. So even if you need money for that, is for that to buy the things that they needed, food and so on, they had enough money which they had already collected in Mitzrayim. and as I say, just tell us as I giving from Mitzrayim that as they were leaving Mitzrayim, there wasn't even one yid that didn't have with him 90 donkeys Libyan donkeys which were considered to be the best donkeys that were loaded, laden with the gold and silver of the Egyptians every Yid owned 90 donkeys loaded with gold and silver so that wasn't enough to buy their provisions that they needed for the next for their uh, travel through the desert on the other hand perhaps you could say that the Yidden at that time this was before the story of the Meraglim so there, was no, there wasn't yet the decree from Hashem that they would wander for 40 years so they figured that as soon as they cross over the Yamsov they'll go directly to Yisrael and settle there in fact, if that had happened, then the Gaula from Mitzrayim would have been the final Gaula. There wouldn't have been another Golos after that. Which was what was supposed to happen. Moshe was supposed to take them into Yisrael, and that would have been it. They would have settled in Yisrael to stay forever. So, so, so still it would make no sense to say as by that here the Yidden are getting ready to go into Yisrael for the final time and this would be the Geula forever that they were, this is what they were busy with they're going to, to have life in the holy land forever and ever and that's what they're busy with collecting gold and silver and not just gold and silver but huge amounts over them huge amounts that they already had but now because in other words that's a general question about what was why were they so preoccupied with this gold and silver what are they going to do with all this money but according to the explanation that we give now we understand that simply 
what was driving them, what was motivating them was that Hashem said that this is what needs to be done. And therefore, they weren't thinking about, you know, we're collecting all this gold, what are we going to do with it? They didn't think about that. They weren't thinking, what are we going to do with all this gold? Hashem didn't tell them to ask that question. He told them to get, to collect all the gold. So they weren't thinking, what are we going to do with it? That's not what it's about. Hashem said to do it, we're doing it. They fulfilled the mitzvah of Hashem with their whole heart, with their whole soul. Therefore, to have to leave from doing this mitzvah before they completed the mitzvah, this was against their instinct. They felt differently, but they listened to Moshe. But it was not because they wanted to leave, it was because they had no choice. Moshe said to go, so they had to go. Hey, the Yom Anal, and this becomes much more interesting. Leiten Bir Pnimi, according to the explanation, the inner, the inner explanation, the Chassidish explanation, in the meaning from Mitzrayim, in what is the meaning of you shall empty Mitzrayim. is Nishmuvan. We have to understand. Why was it so important to Hashem that the Yidin should leave with great wealth? Hashem did not allow them. The Yidin was said, let's leave now, forget about the wealth. Let's leave a day earlier. Hashem said, no, no, no. You have to delay, you'll go tomorrow, next day, whatever, and you, because you need to first collect all the gold and silver. So what's so important about it that Hashem even delayed the Geula in order to get that done? Nor does it be kasher, behesem, some unzog, or mitzvahs leisas about tashchis, but the reason is because this is connected to the mitzvah that we're not allowed to allow something to go to waste. If we have a resource, you're not allowed to waste it. Bal tashchis, the famous. what every parent tells their children. And the Torah is concerned about the, the money that belongs to a Yid. It's important to the Torah that the Yid's wealth, even the small amount that he may have, should be protected. The Rechush Godel meant, what is the Rechush Godel over here? Oich, the, what is meant by the great wealth over here, also is referring to, of course it's referring to the simple and direct meaning of it, because Ein creates a the, the pasuk speaks in in direct terms, and when it says that they should empty the gold and silver, it means that too. But it wasn't only about that. It also means the nitzutzes kedusha v'zanigven in the case of Azovshol Mitzrayim. It's referring to the sparks of holiness that was found in the gold and silver that belonged to the to the Egyptians, as we know that every phys, every material object has a spark of holiness. The word of Hashem, which keeps it which keeps it in existence, that is holiness. And when the, the gold and silver entered into the ownership of a yid, the these sparks of holiness were now elevated from from being in the domain of the lowest of all the lands, the most corrupt of all the lands, which is Mitzrayim. 
Mitzrayim Lirishus Bnei Yisrael Lekdusha so now it was elevated it went into the ownership of a Yid now it went to the place of holiness just by belonging to a Yid never mind that a Yid could also use it for a holy purpose and since this type of Aveda which is to elevate the sparks of holiness which are in the world is a, is a very fundamental Aveda it's a very fundamental way of serving Hashem and it's through this type of Aveda which brings which uh, through this we carry out the ultimate plan and purpose of the creation which is that Hashem wanted a place to be comfortable in the lowest elements and that happens through by elevating the, the holiness that's found in those places therefore there was no they couldn't pass up the wealth that was there because the purpose is that we have to elevate those sparks of holiness that are there by the Egyptians of course we can't let that go that's the whole purpose of the creation to bring godliness even to those places to the lowest place in the world which is the Egyptian wealth the same is true for the wealth at the sea by Kriyas Yamsuf since the Yidin knew the importance of what is being accomplished when they take the spoils of the Egyptians and they transfer it into the ownership of themselves the Yidin they did it with great passion even more, das Kufa was by Kriyas Yamsev is given the Isgalus Ashkina in an Eifim for Zekeli Marim Baisa Beedzba. The very fact that by Kriyas Yamsev they had this kind of a relation, a revelation of godliness, that they were able to point to him, that was right there in front of the face, they could point to him. Had Bazei Nochmer Fashtag dem Arintam Zich in Lekichas Bizesayam that motivated them even more to get involved in this Aveda of elevating the, the sparks of holiness that was in, that, uh, in the spoils that they found at the sea that they went to and even further not only with their whole heart and with their whole soul but the higher level something transcendent even than life that's how they committed they were to it as we see, as when a yid is yedeo margish, that when a yid feels and senses, as their eibishte kuktzichtu, that Hashem is watching what he's doing. Here is mekayma mitzvah, how he's fulfilling the mitzvah. He's, he's watching me do the mitzvah. Tuter does becholavavay becholavavay Then you do it with your whole heart, with your whole soul, with your very being. This is bleipnish by em in in hakayach veinyan vases nishrangeton in the kima mitzvah until there's no part of him which is not involved in the mitzvah Hashem is watching, standing over me and imagine if you actually experienced Hashem watching you at this moment because you could see that he was watching you not just know in the back of your mind then how much more so would the Yidin be totally into the mitzvah that they were doing Vav and this is also the inner meaning of that he had to force them against their will to leave from the sea. 
Not God forbid to say that Yidin after Kriyas Yamsov they didn't want to listen to Moshe. He had to force them because they didn't want to listen to him. Of course they fulfilled the command that Moshe gave them and it was, was his B'tziva Hashem which was in the name of Hashem. He was merely transmitting to them what Hashem had told him to say. And they listened for Yamsov and they left the Yamsov and did it with great joy because they were fulfilling the mitzvah of Hashem to leave now, Hashem said, to leave now. So what does it mean he had to force them? Now the pirush pnimi in Balkarcham is, the meaning of against their will means, this went against the way they understood what is right and what they should be doing at this moment. time in regards to emptying Mitzrayim. Since they were completely invested into their work of elevating the uh, these holiness that was found in the objects that the Mitzrayim left behind from Bizas Hayam, and they were into it, the Cholavavam and Avshamam they were into it with every fiber of their being. So the fact that they had to leave that. Of course they did it with joy, Hashem said to move on, so they moved on, but it's difficult to tear yourself away from a mitzvah that you're doing with such passion, it's difficult to tear yourself away. So they had to do it. They did it because they were into, and they were passionate about doing the mitzvah of emptying Mitzrayim. But Hashem has a new instruction. So of course they did that. And of course they did it with joy and fulfilling Hashem's will. But it took effort. And they had to have Kabbalah's oil. That no, now this is over. And now we have to move on to something else. Even though that they didn't understand as well. The Yisaitim is a Yeshleim. And we could go even further with this. When after Hashem said, No, it's time now to move on and to go to Matan They knew that Chodshas is Nishmubim Besechel, even though they can't understand it. As is Hotzich Verendig the Kiyum, Obemelus Mana Mitzvah, and Saltanus Mitzrayim. So they understood, of course that what that means is that Hashem said okay the mitzvah of emptying Mitzrayim is now over that is no longer the mitzvah of the time, of the moment now we're moving to Matan Torah so they understood that they didn't understand it but they knew it and because that mitzvah is now over if the mitzvah is over so then there's no spiritual value to continue collecting that the spoils of Mitzrayim this could be compared to eating of matzah matzah is no, it's a very important mitzvah it's eating faith it's nourishing yourself with faith that's what happens when you eat matzah because the physical piece of matzah that you eat strengthens and nourishes your faith is Bamed, when do we say that matzah nourishes your faith? Then the Achilles matzah is in the Mea Pesach. If you eat matzah during the seven, eight days of Pesach, then it nourishes your faith. But if somebody eats matzah on Hanukkah, is it nourishing his faith? 
It doesn't do anything to nourish your faith to eat matzah outside the days of Pesach. And by the same token, let's first finish. Because what kind of power does eating of matzah have to strengthen your faith? to put it into made that it gave matzah the power to be able to do that for a specific time the eight days of Pesach but after that time when eating matzah no longer is a mitzvah then it no longer has the ability to strengthen your faith and therefore the same happened with the Bizas Hayam they understood Hashem said to do it, to empty Mitzrayim. Then Hashem said, okay, that is over, now it's time to move on to Har Sinai. So they understood, they accepted that there is no longer any spiritual value and it doesn't have the power to accomplish that which they wanted to accomplish. It's no longer able to do that. So therefore they were happy to move on, but they, they couldn't wrap their minds around it. They couldn't understand it. They had this passion to do it, and they wanted to continue, but they had no choice but to move on. Zion. This also could be a lesson, a very fundamental lesson, fundamental lesson in our serving Hashem. When a person is busy, involved in some matter of serving, serving Hashem, a per, he has to be completely invested into that with all of his energy with all of his abilities and talents, whatever he has to bring to this he has to bring everything to this uh, this Havayda that he's now practicing even to the level of which means beyond any limitation at all and when you're doing that, when you're completely invested in one type of Aveda with everything that you have, it doesn't leave you any room to be involved in something else. You can't be in two places. You can't be invested in, fully invested in two things at the same time. So when you have to stop that Aveda in order to transfer to start doing another Aveda in which you also want to be completely invested that's sort of forcing yourself to move from one Aveda to another Aveda. But when you get a command when the Shulchan Aruch says who is the Shulchan Aruch from the Spashtusa the Meshav Chol or from the extension, the person that is the extension of Moshe Rabbeinu in, in your generation, as which means the Rebbe, as it's darf me mafsig zayin from der avayde, that now you have to interrupt this avayde and turn in atzveiter avayde. You have to now you have to switch channels. There is another avayde which needs to be done now. Monsich dan from idna dovevei fuchei. What is now expected is two con- contradictory things. For the inside, on the one hand, is by the hergish as the tzveita avodah is an inyan from Balkarachikanal. On the one hand, having to move to the other avodah now is something that goes against his instinct. He has to force himself to move away from his fully passionate uh, avodah here and to move to something else. 
saying the bechol nafshu ma'od ebigiyam so the Friediger Abayda since he was completely invested with every fiber of his being, as as he says, to the earlier Abayda. But on the other hand, this idea that he is, has to force, he's forced to move to the other one, it has to bring him to a passion for the new Avaida. Uh, the Rebbe uses the, the line from the Mishnah, you, against your will you live. Here also, it's against your will that you have to go to the new Avaida, but you have to bring life to that new transfer into the other Aveda. As all Onim Lebmin the Nair Aveda, you have to completely invest yourself into the new Aveda. With true energy beyond any limitation. Since he was completely dedicated to the earlier Aveda totally dedicated dedicated which is expressed in the fact that when he has to move away from it it feels like it's against his will yet it has to bring him he has to be able to transfer into the new Aveda with full passion for the new Aveda and this is also the lesson to both for people that are dedicated to the study of Torah and to people that are work in the world starting with the people that are dedicated to learning even though they have to be invested fully into the study of Torah however however says when a time comes when there is a mitzvah that needs to be done and there's only this opportunity once this opportunity is over it's over it's too late for instance there's a life to be saved or something similar to that they have to tear themselves away from the study of Torah they have to now be invested into saving lives spreading of Torah and Yiddishkeit and so on they have to do it with full with joy and with energy not that they're forced and therefore they, have to, they do things just for the, per, for, for the sake of doing them they don't really uh, want to be there they want to be back in the yeshiva no, they have to be completely invested into this Avedah which the Shulchan says is now their Avedah it's it's possible that a person should think it's much it's much more pleasant to remain on the inside meaning inside the yeshiva inside and to be completely involved in the study of Torah why do I have to go outside to the outside meaning to the spiritual outside it's true that the Mishnah says if somebody says I have only an interest in Torah I don't do anything else then we know that he doesn't have Torah either he doesn't have the interest of Torah either he has to be, you have to be involved you have to do mitzvahs as well a person has to be a mix, have a mixture of learning and doing a favor for another person too 
So fine, so he has no choice. That's what the Mishnah says. So therefore, he also does a favor for another yid also. It's only because I have no choice. That's a required. So fine, I'll do that too. For because if I don't do that, then the Mishnah says I don't even have Torah. But I do want to have Torah, so fine, I'll do the gemach. I'll do the favor. So we have to know as from them that when we, it's true that you have the feeling that you are forced to leave the learning of Torah, which is probably a good, a proper feeling. But when, at the same time that you have the feeling that you're forced to do it, you have to put your your energy into it. Even in the al you have to live and energize it. To be involved in saving lives or spreading Torah in Yiddishkeit with joy and with energy that during those times when he's busy with that that's what he is that defines him completely he's defined only by the thing that he's doing now which is helping another year teaching another year doing a mitzvah with another year and so on and the same is true also there is a lesson for the people that are out in the world not so much the learning although they have to learn too but the main focus and thrust of their Avaida is mitzvahs so that from this and they also have to know that the fact that they have to set aside time for learning Torah they're setting aside setting aside setting a time is not just setting a time for learning according to the amount that the, the Shulchan Aruch says that a person has to learn every day but that the set time also has to be set in your soul not just that your time is dedicated that that amount of time is dedicated but at the time when you're doing it your soul is set on this this is completely entrenched in your soul as in this manim zainen zayin ganzen arangeton in limonat teira that during those times of learning teira they're completely invested in learning teira pung vidasiyas by them was terasim nasi no different than the person who spends all of his time learning during those few minutes you have to be that way too we have to be completely dedicated nocha test nocha irav for the minyan for the hisiyam bal Another lesson that we could take from that fact that Moshe had to force them to leave. If this is true in regards to the elevation of the holiness that's found in gold and silver, as the that the Yidin was so completely busy with the that they should get to elevate every last spark that is found in that gold and silver that there shouldn't be left behind even one spark of holiness which they did not elevate how much more so from 
that when you talk about elevating a yid, when you talk about teaching a yid, bringing a yid closer to Hashem, that for some reason they became distant from Yiddishkeit and you have to bring them close to Torah Mitzvah of course the feeling has to be we can't even leave one Yid behind not even one spark behind a Yid can tain and a Yid could say I've already brought so many Yidin back to Yiddishkeit he could take a rest he's done so much already now he wants to rest for a little bit not that he wants to uh, take a rest and do nothing with his time. He wants to now transfer into a more pleasant, at least to his mind, to his feeling, there's a more pleasant avayda. Let's say he wants to learn now instead of uh, bring, uh, do, uh, you know, helping other yidden and going out there to put on film and so on. He's already done so much in that area. He wants to do something that is more pleasant to him. So you have to know, as a daf he should never make a calculation. Don't think about how many you've already brought closer to Torah is noch because if there is even only one year left. That you are able to reach, and yet, even though you're able to, you still haven't brought him back. So it's even a, a mitzvah or the shulchanoruch has related by the extension of Moshe in every generation, all the way down to the Rebbe and the Nasi. The Rebbe, of course, was referring to his father-in-law, but, you know, the Rebbe the Nasi. As a yoyim adem ahayoyim darfeton an ander avayda. If the Rebbe tells him that today, or from today and, and on, there is another avayda which is expected of you. Torah nishtab vegim funda avayda tzumakaru zaynocha yitzu yiddishkeit. Unless he gets a direct command from the Shulchan from the Rebbe, that all right, it's enough. Now you have to switch to another Aveda. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu told the Yidin. While they were busy with the business, Hayam came along Moshe Rabbeinu and said, no, okay, now it's enough. Now it's time to move on to a new Aveda. But until he said that, they were only, you know, with a one-track mind. This is the Aveda. If a person today gets an instruction from the Rebbe to say, it's time to move to another Aveda, fine. But until then, if there is even one yid left that you haven't reached, you have to continue to work for that. Especially in regards to yidin, is the If it was true about the sparks that they wanted to, you know, elevate every last spark. So when it talk, you talk about a yid, and every yid is a full world, a whole world. Is a even if you already brought close many yidin. Is it the Chaber Giblim Noch Ein Yid? So, but there's still one Yid left. Plus, is Noch Nishnas Skarugorim, which has not been brought close yet. Is those is the Giblim Maganzevelt? So, it one Yid represents represents an entire world because he has children and they have children, and this could turn into an entire world, as we learn from Hev from Kayin that the whole world came from Adam and Adam and uh, you know Adam, the whole world or Noach, the whole world came from them. 
So one person could become an entire world if you have to still be Makar of that one person. You still have to be Makar of an entire world. Agansa Velt, Afula Velt versus Nishma Vodur. So there's a whole world waiting for you to elevate it. And that's if you were talking only about one year that still needs to be brought closer because every other year has already been reached. Especially that we know that there are still many, many Yidin that have to be reached. That have to be brought closer to Yiddishkeit. Certainly you have to be completely invested into that. Midzayin gansachayis with your full energy and anoyfim as vemavilim aveknem from the ravoy that has to be in such a way that if somebody wants to take you away from that ravoy to something else is those balkarcha you have to force yourself to move away from it. Allah has come and come vemenemt in the tracht and how much more so when you take into consideration as dur dem vas men is mevarer aidin that when you elevate a yid. And you bring him closer to Mitzvahs, He in turn will become somebody that will turn others closer to Yiddishkeit. He will bring others up closer to Yiddishkeit. He will bring others to Yiddishkeit. Because we know that one mitzvah draws in another mitzvah. Especially the mitzvah of loving another year just like yourself so that from one your, your one act that with this mitzvah there is results and the results from the results all the way till the end of the world from one act of bringing a year closer